Welcome to River Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, Pastor Andrew Perkins, and special guest, retired Lieutenant Colonel Joel Pulowski, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. All right, this is Joel Pulowski, retired Lieutenant Colonel here uh, from the River Roundtable. And we will be speaking this afternoon with Joe Ray Perkins, Republican senatorial candidate for Oregon. Yes. Thank you You're for welcome. joining me. Appreciate You're welcome. it. My pleasure. Uh, glad you could be here. Uh, so we had a short uh, interview uh, last Saturday. And so we are going to uh, dive deeper okay. into the issues uh, today. All right. I'd, I'd like to point out this is a half a round table. I'm just saying. Well, I'm very you know, observative. And so as a senator, I will observe the little things. But paying attention to the details yes. is important. Yes. Yes. I, I learned that a long time ago somewhere that I won't mention because it's a very long time ago. Okay. Anyway, um, so you're running uh, for U.S. Senate, yes. Oregon. Yes. And uh, so and you're Republican. And so in a, uh, you know, in the in the in the short version, the elevator speech of why you're running and what you expect to accomplish in the Senate. I am running because this is what God called me to do. Amen. That's the elevator speech right there. And what I, what the goal is, is to do the job that is in the Constitution. It's in Article 1, Section 8, what the Congress, which is the House of Representatives and the Senators are supposed to do. And Section 9, Article 1, Section 9 is what they're not supposed to do. And if you read through that, those two sections of the Constitution, very short, you will find out that the federal government is doing a whole lot of things they're not supposed to do. Mm. And... My goal, because I will be taking an oath that says I will be defending the Constitution, if I vote on a bill that is not constitutional, then I'm not defending the Constitution. My goal is to vote according to what the job is. As defined by the Constitution. As defined by the Constitution. Okay. So, uh, so for example, uh, what in recent legislation would you have not voted for? I would have voted against the Inflation Reduction Act. Some people call it the Inflation Induction Act, and I call it an oxymoron bill because it increases inflation with out-of-control spending. Yeah. When you print money, you make inflation. You make inflation. And one of the big reasons besides the extra cost, the very first paragraph of the Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, started off being titled the Build Back Better Act. So they just changed the name. They just changed the name. Mm -hmm. So the very first paragraph talks about adding IRS agents, 87,000 of them. Yes. There are less than 20,000 Border Patrol agents. So instead of spending money to protect our country, which would save us money, yep. they're spending money to extract from middle-class Americans, Main Street Americans, more and more money looking for the gotchas under the pillow. And, you know, so, yeah, you wouldn't bring in 87,000 more uh, IRS agents uh, if you were only going to be auditing at the millionaire and up Correct. range because they wouldn't have enough work. Exactly. So you would have to be targeting small business, mm -hmm. small businessmen. People that are, that are barely making ends meet as it is. And and middle class folks. Yes. 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 And I like to call middle class folks Main Street Americans. Yes. Because middle class is actually a term rooted in communism. Yeah, there's a lot of that, like yeah. capitalism as well as yeah. one of those words invented by Karl Marx. Yes, kind, kind of interesting. The mm -hmm. other problem with the, with the IRS agents is... Uh, and the IRS has tried to deny this, although the ad was out there and I actually have a copy of it, mm -hmm. that they were hiring upwards of 4,000 that would be armed 
and prepared to use deadly force if necessary. I saw that advertisement yeah. for, and, uh, yeah. for them. Yeah. Interesting. So why would an IRS agent need to use deadly force? Oh, well, they be, they could be going out with the DEA on some drug enforcement things. Well, why would an IRS agent be involved in that? I have no idea. That makes zero sense to me. But, you know, what I'm not in the federal government anymore. Yeah. I used to be. I know. I used to be. I'm, I'm recovering now. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was in the Army for almost 30 years and then worked for uh, Bonneville Power, which is part of the Department of Energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and my last four years, I was essentially uh, U.S. Army North, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security. So I have some experience working in that organization and working in the D.C. environment. So, Joel, in your experience, how much of what they do is common sense? I probably shouldn't have asked you that question as you're taking a drink, but you didn't yep. choke on it, so that's No, cool. I didn't. I just stopped. Um, so how much? Uh, zero. Okay. Yeah. So it's time that we, hire, that we mm -hmm. hire, through the election process, a common sense person that will bring common sense to our government. And the kind of, uh, the kind of things that we're talking about is uh, those IRS agents not being IRS agents, but being, say, border agents? Border agents. Yeah. Or um, maybe we could uh, actually have a border that would be a good idea. Yes. The other thing with the IRS, um, which, by the way, little research for people to do, go read the book by G. Edward Griffith called The Creature from Jekyll Island, uh, which was the how the uh, Federal Reserve Board was born, which is not part of the federal government. It is a bank cartel. But after that act, the IRS agent was, IRS Internal Re Revenue Service mm -hmm. was created and income taxes were created. Yes. All in the same year, 1913. Yes. And so they might be tied together. Yes. And uh, anyway, a revenue department, well, we have a treasury department, which is constitutional. Yes. Uh, so if we had a revenue department as an arm of the treasury department that was for collecting tariffs right now, there, well, I shouldn't say right now. A couple of years ago, I talked to an IRS agent. She's, I'm sorry, my computer is so slow. She's going, this takes forever. And I said, what? She goes, well, they're like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And I said, so this is why you are behind. She said, yes, but we don't have the budget to hire more employees. More. We don't have the budget to replace the equipment, but they have the budget to hire more people. Replace, that makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Those are different lines in the budget. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the uh, one of the things that I've uh, discovered when I was working for the uh, federal government was that oftentimes a uh, a line in the budget would continue to exist long after the original purpose of that mm -hmm. thing uh, went away and was no longer relevant. Okay, and so um, so do you think you could find yourself uh, perhaps? you know, looking for items in the budget that no longer are of any value. That research is done on a regular basis. The answer is yes. Uh, when I went back to get my undergrad, I went back in 2011 mm -hmm. to get my undergrad. And one of the classes I took was government budgets. Yeah. So we were tasked with taking a budget. So I took Bush's 2005 budget. Mm -hmm. I looked through it. I slashed everything by 10%, except I left military intact. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't touch Social Security and Medicare. And there was one line item that said other. And I went, other? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I get rid of other. Well, then I did more research after. And by the way, there was money left over, which yep. could then go to paying down the debt. Yes. A simple 10% cut, which believe me, would not hurt anybody at the government level. Oh, no. No, I mean, it wouldn't. They waste, they waste money every year, so they make sure they get at least that much or more the next year. But what was in that line item of other, which I did more research, as I said, the CIA. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. Goodbye. 
considering how they're doing all their work through Facebook these days, um, you know, we could probably do without them as well. Uh, yes, P A W L O S K I. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is one of those things where. Uh, so there's been some uh, recent revelations uh, that have just come out. Uh, Post millennial uh, produces uh, talking about um, how the CIA, the FBI, um, primarily have been working with Facebook and Google mm -hmm. uh, and other big t Twitter and other big before mm -hmm. Elon Musk, um, and working with them to actively target and censor American citizens and politicians. Yes. And so, uh, can you expound on your feelings on that issue? Well, <laughs> I'm highly censored on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If I if I post something, okay. So my husband's birthday was yesterday. Yes. So happy birthday to my husband. Lots of people viewed it. Lots of happy birthdays to George. Yep. But then we post a video of me talking about politics for views. I have almost five thousand friends mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yes. This is my personal timeline not my campaign page. Yes. So the only way that I was able to get any of my message out on Facebook was to pay for it, which was a hassle, but then effective today, through election day, Facebook is now in a blackout, no political ads allowed. Yes. So for the next week. Oh, so, okay. So I just put on there, please share. So we'll see what happens. But uh, shadow banned. Very much so, I bet. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, it gets interesting. My campaign manager, when she joined the team, she's going, mom, how come mom... Uh, it's my daughter. Um, how come all of a sudden my posts aren't being seen? I'm going, because you're on my team. Yes. You're now shadow banned. Well, you know, I've already been there. So, uh, because I do this show. Yes. Um, and when I started doing this show, uh, I had, uh, well, I have a small business um, and I put it out so that you could see it on Facebook. Um, and after I started doing this show, I went from an engagement of uh, several hundred people her post down to single digits mm -hmm. right after uh, the show got started in April. Yeah. So it's really interesting because Meta, formerly known as Facebook, yes, their stock value, I just read this yesterday. They're getting crushed. It has gone down by 60%. Was that what I read? It was some... Oh, from its high? From where it was a Somewhere year ago. Somewhere about there. Yeah. When, they, when they switched, because a year ago they switched over to Meta. Yes. And I still call them Facebook. <clears throat> uh People should do it. Do word search on Meta and what it means. Yeah, it's the data about data. Yeah, there's generally another, speaking, there's and there's another, other meetings as there's well. There's another meeting. Go for look it, that so one up. Yeah, yes. yeah. Do, do do your own independent research. I encourage you. Always, always. So, so we've been talking a little bit about. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me yes. finish. I didn't finish my thought. Yes. So I think it is wrong for them to do that. Now they are theoretically a private corporation. They have the right to do that if they so desire. But because the way that their platform is set up, they became a news dissemination source. Yes. A public communication. Therefore, mm -hmm. that puts them back underneath freedom of speech. Yeah, we haven't heard lately anything about um, Section 230 and, and all that uh, stuff about the uh, Communications Act of 1996, I believe, um, where essentially tech companies were given a free pass to do whatever they wanted. That way they wouldn't get, they wouldn't lose business, so to speak. Right. Um, and in the beginning, you could say that was a good thing, but now we've reached the point where, uh, and this really started with Apple when we reached the point of every big tech company started to build its own walled garden mm -hmm. and try and corral a, you know, a segment of the internet and people on it to, uh, to themselves. 
Okay. And so now we would, now we would be looking at, um, and now we're at the point where we're looking at the direct federal government involved in censoring American citizens in violation of the first amendment. Yes. Okay. Um, restricting political speech, uh, et cetera. So now we need to really look at what that legislation is, I think. Yes. Okay. And so you would be in favor of maybe relooking uh, how, how the, uh, how the big company, big tech companies are regulated and or ruled under law? Absolutely. If they are going to be a gathering place for the community mm -hmm. at large to be sharing their thoughts and their ideas, then they um, have changed their mission of what they claim to be and they should fall underneath freedom of the press. Yeah. I mean, we know uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed by Twitter. And uh, well, we can talk about that now because Elon's in charge, maybe. Anyway, um, it was suppressed by Twitter. Yes, and uh, it was when suppressed people, by the FBI. And it was it was actually suppressed by the FBI asking Twitter to suppress yes. it and asking Facebook to suppress it. Yep. Okay, so that and YouTube and YouTube, yeah, um, which is the Google Alphabet. Um, Corporation, uh, which is I found was incredibly right on the nose to call yourself the Alphabet Corporation. Um, and if you don't get that joke, just go ahead and roll with it anyway. The um, the idea there though is that the election, uh, and I believe it's seventeen percent of people that voted for Joe Biden would not have voted for him if they had known that story. Right. So that would count as election interference. Yes, it I would. believe it would. Yes, it would. The amount of money that, that Mark Zuckerberg, I'll be nice, won't use the name that Mike Lindell does for him. Yes. Uh, put in is definitely election interference. And yeah, it's a violation. $440 million. Yeah, slight violation. Which was put into primarily Democrat strongholds. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we had a lot of fortification of the uh, election process in uh, 2020. Uh, as well as direct interference from the federal government on that. Mm -hmm. And so you would like to see something done about that, I bet. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We are uh, entering, if we're not already there, into a fascist government, which is where corporations and the government together work to make laws, but the government is being more controlled by the corporations. Yes. Instead of we the people. And that is fascism. And that is not good. Under the uh, under the WEF, World Economic Forum, they call that stakeholder capitalism. And one of the things that you see there under that is they'll list off a bunch of government agencies and they'll list a bunch of corporations, but you never see them list citizens of country as as a stakeholder in, in that mm -hmm. economy. Yes, okay. quite interesting that they're always left out. Yes. So we should, uh, I think we, I think that horse is dead. Yeah, I think this is one is dead. So to change subjects a little bit, uh, there was a new story, uh, story out um, that uh, is actually, because I am and was in the military for a while and I have uh, still have friends uh, and people that talk to me, uh, I've known that we've had uh, boots on the ground in the Ukraine pretty much since the very beginning. And we are now starting to see stories come out where uh, our government is admitting that we've had people on the ground and are continuing to have people on the ground in Ukraine that are wearing the U American military uniform. Uh, and they say they're not engaging in combat. But uh, I would just like to get your thoughts on where we're at in this uh, current Ukraine struggle and where you think maybe we should be going. I think we should be going home. I think that's, I think we could call that a, a wrap right there. That's good. Because uh, 
as we as we look at what has happened in Ukraine over the last few months, um, we've spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and as far as I can tell, based on the weapon systems that we've sent, um, the only thing that we've been doing is trying to prolong this war. Yes. So you'll notice under the prior administration, also known as the Trump administration, yes. uh, pr- prior to his election in 2016, the rhetoric was, rhetoric was he's going to put us into World War III. Yes. No new wars erupted underneath Donald John Trump. Zero. No. No, as a matter of fact, uh, we kind of avoided one or two. Yes, and yet within a year, less than a year, technically speaking, mm-hmm. of the Biden Wyden administration. Yes, um, we're involved in Ukraine, which Ron Wyden, by the way, is fully supportive of. Yes, he is, and he's voted for all of the uh, all of the appropriations for uh, for spending money in Ukraine. And he voted against appropriations to protect our southern border. Hmm. Ukraine border, yes. American border, no. Correct. Okay. That's Ron Wyden. Good to know. It's also Mitch McConnell. Yeah. So I've been asked a question when Mm -hmm. I'm a senator, who will I vote to be the Senate president pro tem? Mm -hmm. Would it be Mitch McConnell? The answer is no. Oh. So Mitch McConnell, you've heard it again. No, you are not for America. I am. I'm for our sovereignty and all Americans. So do you think that has something to do with the fact that uh, his wife is involved in a large Chinese shipping corporation? A CCP-owned company? Uh, yes, that would be the, the one. Be. Yes, yes. Okay, that might have some influence. <laughs> People are sending me messages. <laughs> and we're yeah. not even live. We're recorded. We're not live. We're memorized. Well, yeah, that's something <laughs> else, but yeah. So we'll... <laughs> It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, what are you talking about now? What's going on? I get that. uh, I got a a message um, yesterday. A question. What is going on there? Uh, I got a question last week or yesterday. Jeez, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, This is November the 1st. November November. the 1st. Yes. Yes. All Saints Day for you Catholics out there. Congratulations. Yesterday was All Hallows Eve. Okay. Not Halloween. All right. Uh, Although that too, that's just a commercial way to, you know, pump your kids full of candy. All right. And have some fun. Okay. So, um, yeah, as a recovering Catholic, um, you know, and former altar boy, I would just like to say, I really enjoyed my time in the Catholic church. Sort of. (laughs) It was fun. Um, Yes. So you got a question. I do. And the next question is uh, we talked a lot about the last, uh, before the show, we talked a little bit about the uh, the last couple of years and how things have uh, uh, things progressed from say January of 2020 mm-hmm. on through uh, the last somewhere in the summer. I guess they kind of gave it up uh, with the COVID lockdowns and and all the other stuff that was going on. And uh, there was a recent article in the Atlantic that said, uh, "Can we just can we just have a uh, a can we just pardon everybody and just forget about it and move on and not remember the last two years? And uh, so would you be willing to, uh, if you were given the seat on the appropriate committee, be willing to dig into the last two years and find out exactly uh, where our uh, COVID came from and exactly how much money uh, Dr. Fauci made, et cetera? So the answer to that is yes, and a lot of that research has already been done, and I can make a simple phone call or send an email, and I would have the information link within seconds. So follow the science. It's become a religion. Mm-hmm. Trust the science. Don't trust God. Hmm. Okay. 
The COVID was a bioweapon. It was designed to make people sick. Fauci was behind it. Fauci was behind the AIDS epidemic. They are linked together. And now suddenly I noticed over the past few weeks, a couple months by now, that all of a sudden HIV vaccination ads are back out there again. That's a really interesting rabbit trail to do some research on. What is the connection there? Mm-hmm. Fauci's wife also worked at the NIH, but they don't say share the same last name. So that's why it was kind of hard to, to figure that out. You said do a little research. Yes. Uh, but he is um, Dr. Death. And to forgive people on this, when they knew that this illness was manufactured and then they had to manufacture an antidote for it, which by the way, it's patented and you cannot patent something that is natural. You can only patent something that is created in a lab and it is patented. I'm gonna sneeze, hold on. (laughs) Excuse me. Ooh, bless you. Tried to keep that one from happening, it just was not gonna work. That's okay. So you cannot patent something that is natural. Uh, You can only patent, as I said, stuff that is made. One of the patents obtained by Bill Gates uh, is something like one zero six zero six zero and six 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 when you take out all oh, the other numbers. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> go figure. Coincidence. So we should hold every one of them accountable. This is worse than the Nuremberg. Um, very similar, but I believe it is worse. They have told people that they need to vaccinate um, their children, and we might get banned on YouTube for this. Uh, generically speaking. That's okay. We'll be up on Rumble too. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> so don't don't get it. You, most of these illnesses that they're saying get the mm-hmm. get the get a vaccine for it. Our bodies are designed by God to fight them off. So why do we need them? My husband and I had COVID. My mother-in-law had COVID. We all got through COVID. Unfortunately, she passed away. She was almost 95. Mm. She'd outlived her life expectancy. She outlived all of her siblings. Yes. She outlived three, one, two, three, three of her children. Wow. So, but because she had been diagnosed with COVID, of course, that's what she died from. I can tell you it wasn't, I got her back to health. Got her through pneumonia, got her through COVID. Yes. Something that has a better than 97% recovery rate. And now look at all the people, and you mentioned it the last time. Yeah, for people that are 80 years and older, 97%. Better than 99% for basically everyone else. Everyone else. So children are getting this and they're dropping over dead running. They're, they're having horrible mm-hmm. things. Children in um, over in the UK, babies dying. Um, there's strong suspicion that the SIDS that we were dealing with here in, the, in this country many years ago was linked to infant vaccinations over vaccinating them. Yes. So my, my awakening real quickly on vaccination injuries, really, I knew that there was a problem but when I found out that newborn babies were being vaccinated with hepatitis B, I'm going, why would a newborn baby need a hepatitis B vaccination? If that mom doesn't have hepatitis B, that baby can't get it. Yes. So why are they doing this? And then I found out that the amount of aluminum that is in that vaccination is 50-50 times greater than what is recommended for an adult in an adult vaccination. That's heavy metal poisoning. Yes. If you, if you and, don't know what that means. And that type yeah. of aluminum which I just heard a testimony Mm -hmm. um, that came out of DC um, is the type that can get past the blood brain barrier. Yeah. uh, There was a study done a long time ago where people were using spray deodorants that had, that had aluminum in them. Yes. Uh, And that was uh, linked actually very strongly to Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, So part of that is that when you uh, have a friend who had heavy metal poisoning, 
um, and the source is unknown. But uh, she was in extreme pain for a long time, uh, and it was m almost purely mental pain. She, her, it would feel like her hand was 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 hurting, but the but when they would do the the right kind of scans, it was all in her head, literally, physically, wow. her brain was shorting out yeah. as a result of that. Um, and she was able to get some help and over a long, and she struggled for like three, four years, um, uh, before she was able to, you know, get the right kind of help and get the right kind of, uh, treatment that would, that made a difference mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. She still struggles with pain to this day. Wow. Okay. Uh, and, but not as bad. So I, yeah. yeah. So I think that all these people mm -hmm. need to be held to account and we need to stop hiding the facts of what has been going on out there. Take a look at take a look at how many pharma commercials are on TV. Oh, it's endless. It it, it is insane. Yeah. So when my opponent Ron Wyden touts that he was able to uh, get in the Inflation Reduction Act, part of the bill was to reduce the cost of medications for seniors, which that's a good thing. But the flip side of that is, why is it that Americans have more chronic illnesses, more obesity, have more overall health issues, and take more prescription drugs than any other first world country? Why? By far. Yes. Yeah, it's not even close. It's Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, I, I had a, a client one time I, when I did investments and we got talking about medications and she said that she was put on heart medication, gave her a side effect. Mm -hmm. So the doctor gave her another medication for that side effect. For the side effect, yes. Which gave her a side effect. Another one. So she took another medication. Yes. And so her monthly prescription bill was quite high. Mm -hmm. So we get, because we're talking her budget. Yes. And investing money. And so I said, so let's get this straight. You are taking all of these medications because of all the side effects instead of just dealing with one side effect from the heart medication. Yes. Months go by. I see her again. She goes, yeah, I went to my doctor. He says, wow, you're doing the best you've done in years. What'd you do differently? She goes, I stopped taking all those drugs except for the heart one. Decided I could deal with one side effect. Yep. The doctor was in shock. Oh my gosh. Simple common sense. Yeah. Yeah. When I retired from the army, um, I had uh, high blood pressure. And they told me that uh, I was going to be on blood pressure medication for the rest of my life. Oh. Yeah. I took the bottle because they basically were giving it to me as I was walking out the door. And uh, I never took a pill. I just stopped with the stress of the army. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm, you know, 120 over 80 ever yeah, since. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And bi biofeedback really does work. Mm -hmm. you, you just, like, people say to me, Joe Ray, you must be under so much stress running for U.S. Senate. I'm not under stress. Do I get stressed out every now and then? Every now and then I do. And that's usually if I'm really feeling like I've got to get on the road, blah, blah, blah. But then I just take a deep breath, relax, and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I stopped stressing years ago. In fact, I used to say that stress was my best friend until I realized it was a demon from the pit of hell. Yeah, it's not. It the, yeah, it's not the thing that uh, makes. We all talk about a little in terms of uh, how our how stressful our lives are. Um, we actually do a lot of it to ourselves. Yes. You know, we 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 see something and we put expectations on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we internalize it and we make it a big deal when it's usually not. It, it usually it usually yeah. isn't. I, mm -hmm. I broke that off of me, the realization or the day that it happened, we had bought a house. We were we gutted the kitchen immediately. The new cabinets were going in, brand new cabinet ding on the bottom door. And I went, things are going to happen. So it <laughs> happened before be happen. the kitchen's done. Yes. It's going to happen. Big deal. And that was, and that literally was when it got broken off of me because I yes. was already kicking stress out. It's yeah. like, no, 
you do not get to be part of my life. Yes. So, um, and that's different than adrenaline and those kinds of things that that are in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. But um, mm. stress is mm -hmm. a killer. This is yes. And so, get rid of stress. If you're stressed, give it to the Lord. He'll take it from you. Yes, he will. And ask him yes, for his peace and his joy to replace where stress has been residing in your body. Mm -hmm. And you will be amazed at the difference. Yeah, I'm a completely different person myself from where I was. Yes. I'm not, I was the, uh, the very, very high energy person that you, that you met. And if you'd, if you'd have known me 20 years ago uh, versus now, you would just completely, you wouldn't recognize me. Oh, yeah. And my wife is like, hmm, really? Are you sure? Because we've only been married four years now. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> so, still newlyweds. Yeah, we're wow. rookies. We're rookies oh, okay. on it. So, yeah. But uh, we're having fun. Um, there are some, so we've talked about a bunch of stuff here, uh, you know, and we've talked about uh, many things. Let's see. Have We've talked about, let's see. Well, the election integrity is probably the, the, the last hot, big hot button yes. that we really yes. need to hit hard. Okay. We do. Uh, so I like to call it election transparency. Yes. Our elections need to be transparent. I am not an election denier. Elections have been taking place. There is no denial there. <laughs> yes. That is one of the that is one of the worst terms ever yes. in terms of divide. I deny that there was an election. Uh, no, there was. It was there. Yeah, it, yeah. it was there. Yeah. Um, I was asked just today if I believe that Joe Biden is legitimately the president. This is my response, and I've asked journalists this: mm -hmm. Do you believe that Donald Trump won in 2016? Yeah, and they're going, oh, uh. most go, oh. But here's the bottom line. In yeah. and, this, and this goes back. There's over 150 articles out there where the Democrat Party has said that the Republican Party stole the election. Yes, okay. in 2016. In 2016, all yes. the way back to 2000 or 2002. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Goes, well, let's go back to 20, back. 2000 in Bush, yes. Bush versus back Gore. Back to 2000, yeah. yes. Installed. Yes. And so, you know, yeah. if they're, so the Democrats cry foul when they lose. The Republicans cry foul when they lose. And the Democrats go, well, you're just an election denier. And our media, too. Which and our covers, media, yes. Which, yeah. Uh, so here's the bottom line. I believe that we should not be voting by mail. And I'm going to give you a really good example why. Our grandson lives with us. Mm -hmm. He was living with his other grandparents. We went online, changed his address to my address. Yes. So his ballot would come here mm -hmm. or to, to our house. Yeah. He also got a ballot sent to his- Old address. Other grandparents' house. Unfortunately, they threw it away. He goes, oh, just throw it away. And I talked to them the other day. They go, yeah, we threw it away. So, oh, shoot. Because I was going to take that in to the yeah. elections office um, and show it to them. And then I pulled up his- uh, Is this in the same county? Yes. Okay. Same county. Because that make yeah. Yes, so I will be talking with them. Mm -hmm. um, after after he fills out his ballot, I will take it in and, and talk to them in person, yep. which will be on next Tuesday morning. I will go over there with it. Yeah. So um, voting by mail is bad. And yes, it started in Oregon. And this is one of the things that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, and I think we talked about this last time mm -hmm. of Oregon being the epicenter for radicalism that spreads throughout the country. Yes, the we have. The first state to vote by mail was Oregon. The first Yep. And it was, senator was, it was sold uh, in the eastern part of the Oregon as, you know, because so many people live so far away from right, town right. that it would be a very convenient yes, thing very for them. Convenient. Yeah. And then our first U.S. senator mm -hmm. elected in an all vote by mail was Ron Wyden. Mm -hmm. So guess what? He gets to be retired in vote by mail this time also. Yes. So um, we need to vote in person. Precincts need to be smaller. Yep. 
the votes need to be counted by hand at the precinct level. That would be uh, the best way to do it, yes. Get rid of the tally machines. So some states, when they go and they vote in person, they are voting on machines. Those need to go all way also. And that, you can look it up. It's really easy to find that information where people went, yeah, I did, because they could get a printout afterwards going, yeah, I didn't vote for that person. In fact, it happened when uh, Obama was running. Mm -hmm. There are many people who said, no, I did not push the button for Obama. I pushed it for McCain. Yeah. How come it came out Obama? Oh, well, that didn't really happen, but they had proof. Yeah. Vote on paper, vote in person, positive ID. Yes. To get your voter registration, you must prove that you are a citizen either yeah. natural born here, nationalized, but that you are a citizen. Yes. Get rid of the motor voter. The DMV cannot keep up with their job as it is. Oh, yeah. Why are we letting them have control of our voting system as well? We need to get off of ERIC, the Elections Registration Information Center, something like that. There are 33 states, I believe it is now, or 35 states that belong to ERIC. What that means is, is our entire voter rolls are housed in some other, with some business called ERIC, Yes. Along with the DMV signatures. Yes. This is scary. Your signature is out there. Yep. So they have all of that information. Vote in person, vote on paper, count them by hand. Voter ID. Yep. Vote on one day. So would you be in favor of uh, like a national holiday for... For the general election, For yes. general election voting? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would also, um, I, I've, I've looked at this and went, well, there's some really <laughs> simple ways to do it because not everybody can take can be off work. So let's say that we don't get a national holiday. We've got holidays for everything else. Yes, true. But this is like the most important. It's a little more important than, you know, the, yeah, say. Columbus Day. Columbus Day, I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what if <clears throat> what if you had a, okay, I'm going to, I would like to vote between 7 and 8 a.m. Yes. Okay, so that's your voting time. <clears throat> and you show up and you're in line. But now the other people that didn't get registered for a time, they're in the standby line. Yeah. So then as, as you know, the window opens up, then the next people go in. Oh, shoot, I missed my time that I said I was going to be there because the baby was sick, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you just show up and now you're in the standby line. Yes. It will help. To, that way you're not going to have um, everybody showing up at one time. It's, it's kind of filtered in. It's kind of like the fast lane at Disneyland. Oh. Or some other amusement okay. park, if you will. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to organize that. If, it would be so um, easy smaller, to do. And smaller precincts will make smaller it Smaller precincts, uh, counted at the precinct. Yes. At the precinct. And then and the results. Maintaining the actual ballots that were voted yes. for uh, multiple years. More than two years. More more than the 22 months that's... Uh, well, that's federal. Law. Oregon requires two years. Yeah, and yes. So... Mm -hmm. um, and then those results should be hand-delivered. I would be okay with faxing them because it's really difficult to change a fax. Faxes are hard. Yes, are and you difficult. can encrypt faxes too as yes. well. But yeah. um, or have them hand-delivered by a deputized person, by two, dual yes. custody. But with dual custody dual and, a, custody. and a full chain of custody. Yes. All the way, all the way through the system. All the way the to system. Salem. Yes. So those sense. are some of the some of the things that I think we should do. Now, mm -hmm. the, you cannot mandate that from the federal level. No, you can't. That is a state issue. In fact, I think we can do it county by county. And one of the counties, um, Douglas County has started working on it, although they are getting massive pushback from the elections clerk. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yes. So um, our and, elections- And the people to do that- Yes. Are county commissioners, not, uh, not county clerks. County clerks- follow the direction they're elected well they are elected but county commissioners set the budget right, and decide right, right. what they set the budget and and decide what equipment's yeah. going to be bought and that kind of stuff 
Um, so if you want machines gone, the way my understanding, the best way is to understand is to elect the right county commissioners mm -hmm. that say, nah, we're just not going to fund that anymore. Right. And they just go away. They, they, they go away. Yeah. So um, here's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. The Democrats will go over recent history. Democrats in 2016 cried foul. Yes. Republicans in 2020 cried foul. Yep. This is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. This is an American citizen and American sovereignty issue. And yeah. in our country, we should never, ever question the validity of our voting system. Ever. Yeah, it should be something we can look at and feel with complete certainty that we know an accurate count was done. Count was done and that the, the result was the right result. Yes. No matter what it is. I had a visit on January 15th. 2021 mm -hmm. at my home there was a knock at my door and i'm going huh that is not friendly door knock yep there was a man and woman there we're with the fbi can we ask you some questions and they wouldn't know why i was in washington dc on january the 6th and when did i decide to go so i gave them the reason and i said so president trump asked us to be there because mm -hmm. we were concerned if we were concerned about the security of our elections system yes the man is holding the recording machine by the way i recorded our whole conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, and she's asking the question, and this is what she says to me, there wasn't that much fraud. <laughs> and I looked the at- The fact that she's admitting there's any? Yes, is shocking. And I looked at her and I said, in America, two votes of fraud is two votes too many, and we should never, ever have to question the security and validity yes. of our voting system. Yeah, it should be uh, as, you know, as they say, solid as a rock. Yes. You know, because we do not want uh, a country that, uh, I mean, we've had, you know, over 200 years now of peaceful transfers of power mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, and if we don't uh, have a system that everyone can believe it, okay, then we put that history at risk. Right. Okay. Now, there there has been, but there has been fraud. Voter mm -hmm. um, vote often started at the beginning of this country. Uh, Yes, the, the, Tammany Hall yes. is a good yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in the Detroit area. Um, so, yes, I'm familiar with uh, with shenanigans. Yes, yes. And so for uh -huh. people that don't know, in New York, what they would do, and I'm sure this happened to other places, the men would grow their hair, grow their facial hair, go to the cemetery. Oh, Bob Jones, sorry, Bob, but you're voting this year. And they would go and vote. Mm -hmm. And they'd go home and they'd cut their hair. Yep, and then go back and vote as themselves. They would go vote as another person. Then they yep. would go back and shave off their facial hair. And now they mm -hmm. are voting as themselves. So they voted early. They voted often. And, yep. Um, so unfortunately, this is human nature, yes. not godly nature. Yes. Um, but that's where positive voter identification would come into play. I mean, when, when the U.S. Army uh, and the U.S. military in general ran an election uh, in Iraq in 2006... Everybody, you remember yes, the, I was just the thinking thumbs. Of that. Yes, everybody with their with their uh, did their when they, purple thumbprint. They dipped their thumb in an ink bottle um, after they voted. Okay, and you positively knew exactly who had voted and who had not voted. Yeah. Okay, all right. We don't have that level of security mm -mm. in the United States right now. No. Okay, I mean we we just know that. Uh, I just found out in in L.A. County the CEO of a of a uh, Chinese Communist Party mm -hmm. uh, connected. Connick, Eugene Connect, Yu. Eugene Yu, yes, yep, Connick. Was, uh, was arrested uh, mm -hmm. and he uh, was housing uh, the data of election, employees. the personal data of election employees, mm -hmm. okay, 2.5 million of them from across the country 
um, in in China. China. Yes, yeah, so it's okay. being housed in China. Right. And this includes their social security numbers and their bank account numbers. Yes. And some I heard somebody talk in, on a podcast the other day. She goes, well, you don't need to be a poll worker. You don't, why are you giving your social security number? Because you're not a poll watcher. Yes. There's a difference. These are actually people that are being paid yes. to be temporary employees. And so that's why they had their social security number and their bank account routing numbers mm-hmm. and all held against the law, against the agreement with LA. And by the way, please pray for um, Catherine Engelbrecht and um, Greg Phillips. Yes, they, who were arrested. Who They were arrested. They are the ones that were the, uh, put together uh, 2,000 mules. She yep. is uh, the founder of True the Vote. Greg is a contractor and she was poisoned recently. Mm-hmm. I knew that she'd been sick, just found out the other day that it was actually poisoning. So somebody met with Greg at a hotel and uh, shared with him the information of Eugene Yu and Connick. And Greg shared that information with the FBI, but refused to reveal his source. Yes. So Eugene Yu filed a lawsuit of defamation against them. Yep. Then Eugene Yu gets arrested by the LA DA, Los Angeles District Attorney. And Eugene Yu was on his way to, to the airport to China and left his cell phone at home. How interesting. Mm -hmm. So they arrested him. And uh, so Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips have been on trial this last week. On Friday, the judge told them, or Thursday, the judge told them that they needed to, no, it was Friday, show up on Monday morning with the identification of the person that provided Greg the information or they would be put in jail. Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips are in jail. Yes. So please pray for them because they're, they do not have to reveal their sources. And by the way, the FBI had the information. Yeah, they uh, they provided the FBI with enough information to do an investigation. Yes. Uh, and they talked about that in the movie 2000 Mules. Yes. And, and that they, connection. Yep. And they yeah. talked about it even more afterwards. So yep. um, prayers for them, please, because it, it, it is important. And this is a federal judge who, by the way, was appointed by Reagan. And he is protecting a person who has been sending personal information to China, to the CCP. So he is more worried about protecting Eugene Yu, who, again, was arrested for doing exactly what Catherine and Greg said he was doing. Oh, so so for those of you that don't think that uh, the CCP is a, uh, a bad organization, um, I can I can tell you when, when I was in the army... Um, as a lowly major, uh, I had my uh, laptop that the army issued to me uh, hacked and everything downloaded out of it mm. by the by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, what was what was entertaining about that was that uh, I knew about it before the army authorities did because that's my background. But uh, yeah, and it happened not once or twice, but four times. Oh wow! To me, and uh, so I never kept any classified data on on that administrative laptop that I had. Uh, it was all just like, you know, leave paperwork and stuff like that. But it was still personal information they got of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, multiple times. All right, and my kids and my family and other people I knew, you know, that were related to me uh, and, and and that I had relationships with. Okay, so they could, you know, kind of understand that. Um, the job I had at the time was uh, as one of the chief trainers in all of the Pacific in terms of what we did to respond to, um, you know, bad things happening around in a military sense. Um, so I'm just leaving it very vague 
for the yes. for people to uh, to to guess. But yeah, this was at an international level. So yeah, I worked in with South Korea and Japan and and other countries in the in in the Pacific. Uh, and so there was me and an Australian major, and we we were. It happened to him too. So it's not like it was. Uh, he was the strategic planner, and I was the trainer. And so that's how that worked. And we spent a lot of time traveling the Pacific and we got followed. And, you know, I even know at least one time I had a honey trap attempt. Oh, nice. <laughs> which was entertaining, but nice, but very, very bad. It was a very bad attempt. And it was funny. <laughs> it was like, more funny than it was anything else. Like, it was like, are you sure? Really? Because <laughs> this is not making sense to me. <clears throat> so I'm just rambling on about some of my new stuff here. So uh, this brings me to the next thing that comes up on Twitter here, uh, which is the, the and something that I was actually involved in the Department of Homeland Security. Um, and we know, circling back to uh, that, we had the uh, the disinformation board, um, and we know that that actually was a thing that was happening. They just didn't have it named, and then they tried to name it, and it got some real pushback. Uh, so do you think, uh, that maybe we should have some legislation, maybe specifically outlawing something like that or do, should we, uh, you know, which disinformation, the one that was, uh, Nina Jankowitz, the, uh, the one that came up in the earlier this summer, um, that was under DHS. So I can't remember the exact okay. name of it. I, I remember her name, but I know I'm, it's not, it's there's been a lot over this. Yeah, this, yeah. This it's, you know, time. keeping I, track I know of everything is, uh, is, With, is... Without notes, it is sometimes can be a challenge. Very difficult. Because uh, I didn't just read it within mm -hmm. the last week. Uh, some things will stick in my brain, but I, her name does. Anyway, um, sometimes disinformation is necessary oh, to protect yeah. our security. Sometimes I've, it is needed. We have to put that out there. Mm -hmm. uh, some people but, call it 5D chess, you know, of, of moves and counter moves and... As but someone who taught information operations, yes. Yes. So sometimes mm -hmm. you need that. Mm -hmm. What we don't need are 17 different U.S. at the federal level investigated agencies. Who are they investigating? Why are they investigating? Who are these people? Um, we know the FBI has been politicized. We know the CIA for decades has been politicized. Um, FBI whistleblowers are coming forward and getting fired. I used to teach a class uh, that I refer to um, the, the technique involved called Inside Man. Uh, and this was a uh, information operations uh, technique where uh, you told people that don't worry, there's somebody who's got it taken care of and you don't have to get involved. And the idea there is that you, the person who's having that information aimed at them, is that they continue to not be involved, okay? And to continue to, you know, uh, and you see it uh, a lot times now in the, uh, when you see th people talking about trust the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That is a, a an information operation that is brought to you by someone uh, who wants you to not take action. Okay. That's the intent behind doing something like that. And when we see those kinds of operate, when I, when I see those things on social media, okay, they just leap off the page at me. Um, or screen. Oh, Ministry of Truth. Thank you. I'm yes, Ministry of Truth. Thank you. Yes. I, I don't look um, because I'm yeah. Okay, I know her name. Yeah, yes. that was a major okay. disinformation thing. And sometimes yeah. trust the plan. You have to ask, well, what is the plan that I'm going to trust? Yeah, well, I would like to trust the Constitution. Me too. And, and pretty much, you know. That's, that's, so. Um, so not much else after that, trust, really. <laughs> I, I trust the Word of God. Yep. 
I trust my husband and my children. Mm -hmm. I trust that our founders knew what they were writing about and they met what they they meant, meant what they said. What yeah. they said, what they mm -hmm. wrote, that we need to look at the meanings of the words at the time of the writing, not what the words mean today. Or what you want them to mean. And so people sit mm -hmm. around and they go, okay, I'm going to trust the plan. That reminds me of a scripture in the Bible, and I can't give you the address, but it says, wait upon the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, that waiting is an act of waiting. Yes. It isn't sitting like a monk on the top of the mountain and doing nothing. It is you're actively doing. Trusting the plan is figure out what your part of the plan is. What is your role? And I always look at it from my life. Well, what is what is the calling on my life? What mm -hmm. is God's plan for my life? What is God's plan for your life? What is God's plan for our country? What is God's plan for the entire globe? Yes. And that is the plan that I trust. Yep. And uh, so I know of a group that would put that out there and, and there were people who just went, oh, okay. And they're sitting around like the monk on the mountaintop. They're waiting. on the couch. Yeah, waiting. waiting. Well, the Calvary's going to come along. No, that's Hollywood. No, we are the Calvary. We are, yeah, we are, we we are, the, are Calvary. the Calvary. We are the one we've been waiting for. Yes. And along with the Lord. Um, yep. But we have to be active. The word also says to occupy mm -hmm. until he comes. Yep. So do. Yeah. The uh, the and do nothing. Yeah. The entire idea and well, part of the reason why I'm sitting here, because um, when I left uh, and retired from the army and and moved out of the federal service, uh, I went more galt than um, than anything else, and I just kind of like, you know, wasn't wasn't too involved. I was still voting, and but I wasn't really politically mm -hmm. heavily politically involved. Um, and then in 2020, that changed. Okay, because it could no, I could no longer. Uh, ignore what was what was going on and pretend that things were going to be okay. Uh, I've read way too much history, and and I've seen way too much uh, in other parts of the world. I've been in seventeen countries uh, and some other countries right now. Um, I'm really worried about Brazil. I was um, going to bring up Brazil because what just if you yeah. guys aren't aware, mm -hmm. uh, shoot, his name just went out of my brain. Bolasario. Bolasario. Yeah. Or Lulu. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lulu. I remembered. Yeah. Um, Balasario was ahead over 50% and oddly lost by 40, by 0.4%. And there were, there's a lot, there's some uprising happening in Brazil right now. Balasario has not conceded has and not says conceded. not going to. And yes. uh, he had already put together his administration. Their voting system is a little different than ours, but they are a republic and he is, he's, he's Brazil first. Yes. He is definitely a Brazil first uh, president. And um, so they are going through some things and guess what? They vote using machines or it's tallied by machines. Shocker. Yes. So uh, please keep keep them in prayer because uh, we need to have the, the actual results. Um, one third of his cabinet is military. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting. And a third are business people yep. that are very well versed in business and understanding how business should prosper yes. or should, should operate. So, yeah, Brazil is a large country with, uh, you know, 200 million people. It's the fourth largest economy in the world. Um, and it's uh, it's one of those places where uh, if things can go, things go very wrong there, uh, it will spill over to the rest of the continent. Yes. Um, and 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 even affect us here in Oregon. Um, yes. You know, not directly, but uh, we'll see more. We'll see more migration mm -hmm. uh, if things come apart in Brazil. Uh, and we're already seeing, uh, since uh, Biden took office, roughly 5 million 
is uh, is a good estimate that I've seen. The official numbers are just north of two million, right? Uh, but that you know, and I've, somewhere and I've heard as high as ten million. Yes. Uh, so so we don't really know, and that's the one of the problems yeah. uh, is that we need to actually get control of our borders mm -hmm. uh, and get control of who's coming in and who's coming yeah. out of the country. Uh, otherwise, we don't actually have a country. That's it. In the words of Ronald Reagan, you don't have secure borders. You don't have a country. And how many of us are just going to let just anybody walk into our home? You want to know who's coming into your house. This country is our house. Yes. And we should and we should protect it and f so that we can feel safe and secure in our country. Yep. So, well, I think uh, Thank you. We, we have gone over so much stuff. Uh, I have a special request, and I ask this all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but it's always special. I need prayers, prayers, and more prayers as we yes uh, go through the next six days. Yep, it's November first. It's November first, and um, let's see here. So it's really we're, we fall back. So do we gain an hour? Or do I lose an hour? It's fall back. You gain an hour. I, yes. Oh, I gain an hour. Shoot, I thought I was losing an hour. Good, yay! Yeah. Now I'm happier. <laughs> um, I did that backwards in my head the other day. I'm going, oh no, we lose an hour. No. Yeah. We're gaining an hour, mm -hmm. so um, we'll call it three o'clock. So we have um, six days and uh, six hours to go, roughly, give or take a few minutes. Yep. And then I will be Oregon's senator-elect, but I need your prayers. Uh, if you want to donate to my campaign, please go to perkins.vote slash donate or just type in mm -hmm. perkins.vote. We have a very tiny budget, and I am up against millions, uh, and our bank account is five figures right now mm. before the decimal. <laughs> yeah, um, that's okay. Yep. Right now, I think we've got about uh, 15,000 in the bank. Mm -hmm. So when I say it's low, yep. it's low. But I serve a miracle working God. If Jesus can take a few fishes and yes. some loaves and feed the multitudes, if David can take down Goliath with five stones and he only needed one, I know that I serve a miracle working God. And yep. he didn't call me into this journey that I started in 2000. When he called me in 2009, I've been mm -hmm. preparing for this. I've ran this my fifth election or fifth time running the second nomination. Um, he didn't put me on this journey to not bring home the victory. And he gets all the glory. Yes. It's, it's not about me. It's about you. And it's about our nation. And it's about God getting glorified. So I ask that Amen. of all of you. Um, it, means, it means a lot to me. Pray for the other candidates too. Um, I'm I'm energized. I get tired, but we all get tired. Yes. So it's not a, it's not a big deal. I'm not stressed. I'm not worn out. Um, but between now and Tuesday, if you would love for me to would like for me to come and speak to a group, just go to my website, send us an email, and I will come and speak to your group. I'm happy okay. to do that. All right, thank you, and uh, everybody uh, who's watching, please uh, you know do the like and share thing uh, as much as possible. Uh, because we need uh, we need all the uh, attention we can get. All right? And thank you, and have a good day. That does it for this episode. And if you're interested in connecting with a community of like-minded people, please go to our website at www.therivernorthwest.com, Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening. And as always, speak the truth in love.